0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Mass Effect campaign. Uh, last time, these guys got into a fight with a uh, with an Elcor named Gorat and his companions. Uh, it was very touch and go for a little while, some people actually went down, uh, but they managed to talk Gorat out of fighting and out of basically screwing Arya out of uh, drug money. And so they went back to Arya, who told them that a old Turian by the name of Dekaiter uh, m- could give them information about where to find the slaving ring that they were looking into. Dekaiter works for the Shadow Broker, a person who buys and sells information, and basically they said, I'm not interested in money, but if you bring me some valuable information or do a favor for me, I will give you the information that you're looking for. They decided to go with the favor route, and so the has sent them against a Quarian called uh, Rumu Hasanar Joya, who basically got some information as a payment in advance and has not lived up to her side of the deal, Uh, and so Dekaiter's like, hey, go make her live up to her side of the
1: deal, and that's where we left off well, technically the exact point we left off was uh, like us buying a bunch of EMP grenades, because because the Corian has a bunch of modified mining robots, Mm. yes at least two more than zero.
2: I have also adjusted my tech powers with AI enemies in mind. And also it occurs to me that while we have healed up, I should also get my critical
1: injury tended to.
0: Yes, I forget how that works. I did not bring my book with me. Where's?
1: I am 90% certain that the way it works is depending on which severity bracket you're in, which you're in the first one, it's a difficulty check based on, you know, you being the lowest one, it's a one difficulty thing. Probably a medicine check. Medicine, yes, I also looked this up. Yeah. And if you do it to yourself, it gets one or two harder.
0: Go ahead and roll it.
2: Why? I'm not doing this to myself. Oh. I'm going to a doctor. Gosh,
1: that makes it harder.
2: Oh, you're going to a doctor. All right. Also, oh. I have nothing in medicine. Why would I try and <laughs> stitch this together myself?
0: Because it's, di- it's a difficulty one. All right. So you head to uh, a doctor's clinic on Omega, and it's... Much like everything else on Omega, kind of seedy. You see some people there nursing obvious gun wounds. There's um, there's someone who's th- they're just like stripping balls on some sort of psychoactive agent, uh, and it's it's a bit of a wait because you're not like in an emergency. And by the time uh, by the time you're seen the. The doctor, so to speak, uh, gets you in, and. Let's we'll see, what species would the doctor be? I want to.
1: We'll say. I almost said Solarian, and then I remembered you're a croakin'. Yeah.
0: What? <laughs> it wouldn't, ma- wouldn't matter. To, well, it might matter to. It might matter to me. Might matter to you, but it wouldn't really matter to the Solarian.
2: And I think this is a little too early for it to be Mordensoulis.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like, I don't. I think Solus might only I don't think Mord is even born yet with the how short uh, how short Solarians live
2: I well, was relatively old by the time Mass Effect took place
0: this is like 50 years before Mass Effect 3 though and they only live to be about 40 um you know what I, I'm gonna say solarian anyway uh, just because I don't actually have any so others uh, I don't have any solarians planned. So you see a Solarian, uh, greenish tint to their skin. Uh, they've got the big black eyes. They got those like little nubbin, uh, he's got that little nubbin bit on, um, on his head. Uh, the long face with like nose slot slits, but no visible nose. Uh, it has like three digits on his hand and, uh, and he says, yes, yes, come in, come in, come in, come in.
2: Hi, um so i kind of got shot a while back i'm feeling fine but like my bell's been kind of rung you got anything for that
0: Let's see let me see um he grabs some equipment and starts looking you over what which critical hit exactly did you uh get i, I sudden jolt sudden jolt okay
2: The uh, actual effect of the critical injury is one turn only, but the critical injury itself lingers. So I I would say that this is just sort of tinnitus. Like combat tinnitus.
0: Yeah. Uh, He looks you over and says should mostly be fine in a a little bit, but until then, uh, he will do his medicine check. I did not stat up a doctor, but As a doctor, he's probably pretty good at his job. So I'll say that he's got. What's medicine scale off of? uh, Intelligence? Yes. Yes. Yep. So he's got. I'll say he's got three intelligence, two medicine, and some sort of talent. Some sort of talent that um, boosts, gives him a, a boost dice. So. Well congratulations uh you are definitely healed of your critical injury
2: then he gets an additional benefit which will help the clinic maybe
0: but not me nope he he basically like takes like a q-tip and like puts some proto metagel in there and like just like swabs your ear holes a little bit and uh and then like hands you some pills as uh says you're a big fella so take three of those and take three of those every six hours galactic
3: standard hours
0: i mean they do have they do have a time measurement i've read about it in one of the books it's metric time there's a hundred minutes in an hour a hundred seconds in a minute and 20 hours in a day
3: okay (laughs) how long is a minute
0: 100 seconds how long is a second just a second it apparently works out to be about as long as a 24-hour period according to the books um but it like screws it screws up uh humans because they're used to a 24-hour cycle so they have to do the math in their head a little bit like okay it's like 1284 which actually means it's probably somewhere around like two o'clock uh
3: well that's uh
2: convenient is not it like yeah. i've said before you would think a universal translator could also handle unit conversions.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, you are, uh, you are cleared of your critical injury. So congratulations. The next critical injury you get will not be at a plus 10%. Hooray. All right. What's next?
1: Well, we know where the quarian is in advance this time so we can go scout it out before we stick our dicks in the hornet's nest
0: right so basically you capture uh you catch a uh a taxi to the area that the quarian lives at it's even for omega like it's not the best area to live in there's there's actually several Vorcha around which is never a good sign because if there's Vorcha around that probably means something about the area is conducive to how the vortcha live and it's it's fairly poorly lit um it's uh like basically the uh it's so deep in that uh that the light from the nearby stars can barely be seen, uh, so you have to rely completely on artificial light, which is touch-and-go in uh in Omega at at points. But when you get to the area that the Corian is living in, I will definitely allow you to make a roll. Uh, what skill should I have you roll from? There's some sort of scouting roll.
1: let's see. Uh, it could be perception, it could be survival, could be vigilance. I'm just naming ones that sound like they're in the ballpark. I don't actually know.
3: Dungeoneering.
1: <laughs> Dunge- I don't think dungeoneering
0: is a skill in this.
3: I know, but it's just fun to say it.
0: <laughs> Let's go with vigilance, yeah. Vigilance would probably work. All right. Well, my vigilance roll is two green, one yellow. Is that the best? Because if people help, then uh, then that's blue dice that uh, that people get.
2: I got nothing, just two green.
3: I got one green, two yellow. Okay, you're the best roll then. Cool. I will be vigilant. then.
0: Yeah, you can add a single um, boost dice. So that's one blue. Uh, we'll say I think it actually gets better
1: because uh, that's one of my career skills. Hmm. What is a Healy's will? Three. Mine is also three. Okay, so you're getting unskilled assistance then, so yeah, just a blue. Just one boost. One B. One boost. One B, and then three P. Three P. Wow. Ooh. Okay, so two failures and four advantages. So
0: what I will say is that you don't find her. You like there's like you ask around and people are either covering for her, or they legitimately don't know uh who you're talking about. But um when you um bring up the uh when you say like have you seen the corian they might be uh hanging around with like some modified mining droids uh or mining robots um they people do say uh i have seen the mining robots um i don't know where they were coming from but they know that there's only two of them cuz of the way like certain, like, dings and burns and stuff are on those uh, mining robots are. They've only seen two of them walking around, because they're pretty distinct looking from, like, all the wear and tear that they've gone through.
3: So they've seen the robots walking around, but
0: not with the quarian? They either uh, didn't realize that it was a quarian, like, they only saw her from the back, and, but they... And they recognize the robots, or like, yeah, maybe the uh, mining robots were doing like some simple errands for her. Uh, they're definitely VI driven, not AI driven, so they would have to be like told very specifically what to do and like where to go. But um, but they have been wa- seen wandering around alone occasionally. But people. Don't go after them, because they got some guns. Well, yeah, sure, sure, sure.
3: Uh, well, do we get any information about where they've been seen at the very least? Like, is there, like, a hot spot?
0: No, you don't really get a hot spot or anything. Um, I would have given that to you if you had gotten, like, even a net neutral, but you got two failures there.
1: That's fair enough, I guess. So... I guess we can just, like, wait around for the robots to show up? And follow them home?
3: That might be a thing to do, yeah. If they've been running errands, like, picking things up, I wonder if asking around at any, like, local establishments, like, what what would they be picking up? Probably, like, machine parts? Maybe food? quarians have to eat after all
0: yeah yeah they've they've got they've been picking up food and also like basic supplies to uh to do like some minor like repair work you're guessing probably uh for her suit because quarians have to basically environmentally seal themselves in suit because they are uh they're easy to get infect uh infections and sicknesses that would knock them on their ass because of uh, how sterile their living conditions are. Right. Because they've been living on spaceships for generations. Yeah, they've been living on spaceships for, at this point, like 250 years.
2: And the food they got to eat is like that special Turian food. Some weird DNA thing, I don't know. Well, there's fewer Turian places to eat than there are regular places to eat. Wow. That reduces at least down um,
3: places we have to go. Ideally, what I'd like to do is find out where she is, wait for the robots to go out again, and
2: try to talk to her without the robots there. Well, where would she go that she wouldn't bring the robots? There's not like a no robots allowed bar anywhere on Omega, it's like, I mean, I guess a bartender could shout, no droids are allowed in here, but then the person who brought the droids in would point at the guy and sh- tell him to shoot, and that'd be the end of that. Hmm.
3: <sighs> Fair enough. I mean, I- I'm just talking, I- I'm just talking about ideal situations here. If she
2: I mean, I suppose we could confront the Quarian in a place where everybody's armed and people would get angry if shots started flying. Then she'd either be stupid or desperate to actually tell her robots to start shooting. Hmm. Well,
3: either way, it begins with we have to find where these robots are going and follow them back. Or we confront her. While she's out, assuming she's with her droids, well, since she doesn't have the advantage, <sighs> so, Mister Elite Hacker, do you know where all the the uh, special food places for Turians and Corians are? Then,
2: the hell should I know? I was saying, look it up. I don't know. All right. Jeez. Then be advertising on the extranet or something.
0: I mean, it's not hard to find. Uh, they they don't exactly hide themselves because uh, turians have to eat as well. So I'm not even going to make you roll for it. You find a place on the extranet that allows you that you um, spot that uh, sells food for Dextro DNA-based uh, species, specifically Torians, but they also adver- advertise like pretty heavily. Our food is safe for cor- like that. Their food is safe for Quarian consumption as well.
2: All right. And rather than just sort of waiting around and expecting to ambush, her, maybe we could talk to the people there, see if they anyone knows her, knows where she uh, lives willing to give up that information
0: yeah there's definitely a turian there who's uh working who's like working the place like making sure nobody steals anything and like uh and is collecting like payment and everything and um as you walk up to him uh he looks at all three of he looks at all three of you and goes i'm pretty sure this food isn't safe for Okay, I actually don't know about the Vorcha, that might be safe for them. They can eat pretty much anything, but uh, the other two, I have no idea.
1: I snap my teeth at them. You. Keep that away from me.
2: (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. I'll just keep uh, an arm on the Vorcha's shoulder so that our talky Drell can step forward.
3: You seem pretty picky for somebody who's just selling food.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I don't want you to come after me when you get sick from eating my food, so...
3: Fair enough, fair enough. We're just actually looking for some information.
0: <sighs> We've been looking for
3: a Corian that might have come by. Uh, might be flanked with some by some mining droids, looking for probably coming here for food, naturally. I don't suppose that you, uh, could tell me anything about
0: that. Go ahead and roll me Charm Difficulty 2, we'll say. I'm good at being charming. I can do
3: that, hopefully. Hopefully the dice don't fuck you. Zzz, the dice did not fuck me. I have been... I got reverse fucked. I got two successes and an advantage.
0: All right. Um... So, he goes, You're talking about Rumo?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, was,
0: I haven't seen her around herself for a while. These days, I mostly just see the mo- mining mix that she's modified coming in here, getting some specific items on there, paying me. Like, she always manages to give me the credits that I'm charging, so there's that. Um, why, is she in trouble or something?
3: Uh not so much, but I mean, if she's not showing up, I'd be worried about her.
2: Well, let, let's just say there are some other merchants around here who aren't getting the credits. They're owed. Yeah, yeah, I
0: get it. I get it. It's Omega. Um, listen, if you're going to just go, go ahead and check up on her, make sure she's safe. I don't see what the problem is telling you where she lives. Just, um... I didn't tell you where she lives. All
3: right, if she, if she asks. Hmm. I don't think you told me anything. I say, looking as innocent as possible.
0: You're very smart. I like you. And he gives you an address. Cool,
3: cool, 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 cool. Oh.
0: Well, we got a location.
3: I say as we head out. Do we know anything about where this place is, like?
0: It's fairly close. Like, it's it's extremely nearby. It would have to be if she's getting VI-driven mechs to uh, go run errands for her. But um, it, that being said, it is fairly close. Like, it's within walking distance. So she's
2: setting her bots for takeout. I'm guessing she doesn't go out too much anymore. Yeah. Kind of makes me wish I had bots for that. Maybe I could use one of hers. That depends on how this all shakes out.
3: Maybe suggest the business venture to her. Maybe she'll pay you in uh, information. Anyway. So do we want to wait for the bots to leave since she's apparently not going with them? Or we just want to head in?
2: Well, she could have more, but two fewer is two fewer.
3: That's what I thought. If we can get it done with talking, great. If things go south, I think we have like as many advantages on our sides as possible. I'm not keen to have to talk somebody down again like last time.
2: Yeah, I mean... Were you ever a hostage negotiator? Because I really hope you weren't. <sighs>
3: I got us out of there alive. Would you, like go, would you like me to go find him again? Maybe give him another shot? Uh,
2: without me? Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean another shot at shooting you. No, he, he got that one down pretty well the first time.
4: Mm.
1: <laughs> My new friends are so mean to each other. That's just some light ribbing.
2: Yeah. Anyway. As opposed to the Vortra's heavy ribbing.
3: Do Vortra have ribs?
0: They would have to.
2: They might.
3: Maybe they just have, like, fluid-filled sacks. Maybe it's all cartilage, like a shark. Anyway. I'm just imagining, like,
0: aquatic Vortra now.
2: Well, that could happen.
0: So if we know where she's at, Colin, where are we going? I mean, that's up to you. I've, I've been waiting for you guys to, uh, to decide what to do. Let's at least
3: stake this place out because if she's got mining robots and she has the know-how, she might have the know-how to do other defenses. Maybe we can find some sort of, uh, maybe we, you can get into the local network or something. I'm spitballing here. You're more of the uh, tech expert here,
2: and Zach. Uh, yeah. So, like, as we stake the place out, I would like to investigate the area for like um, defense network signals.
0: Yeah. Um, that is going to probably be a
2: ops. Ha- hacking, oh, oh. SysOps's defense.
0: Okay. Where's hacking?
2: Instead of computers, in this system, it is hacking and SysOps.
0: Yeah, so go ahead and uh, roll hacking. It's not going to be a very difficult uh... not going to be a very difficult roll. I'll say difficulty one, because it's uh, civilian-based security.
2: Okay. feel a little overqualified for this one.
0: Yeah. Hey, four (laughs) successes. Um, So basically you hack into her smart TV (laughs) and you take a look um, through through like the cameras and shit in her uh, apartment. Um, And you do just see only two mining uh, robots. Um, I keep wanting to say droids because I'm so used to Star Wars so the good news is there's only two the bad news is uh, she seems pretty settled in for now um, she doesn't look like she's in any like big rush to get supplies so if you wanted to wait her out if you wanted to wait it out for the mechs to just leave to go do an errand that will
1: probably take a couple of days
2: Okay, I
1: relay this information. Are we on any kind of time uh, crunch?
3: God. We're not in a time crunch. I don't know. Uh, I mean, we can wait it out. There's nothing stopping us.
2: We did take several days to recover from our wounds from the first time.
3: Is there anything else in there, aside from the two mining mechs?
0: Um... Not that you can see, it's a pretty bare-bones living space.
2: If it is, it's in pieces. Hmm.
3: Yeah. So then she's not expecting a fight, at the, it seems. She's just hold up. <sighs> I wonder what this information could be that it is so valuable that she doesn't want to pay. But she's not worried about somebody coming to collect.
0: Oh no 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 like uh, you misunderstand me. Like the the mechs have guns and she does and she does have a gun on her hip. But like aside from aside from that, like like the living space itself is pretty bare bones. It's like gotta like a couch, there's a spot where like a bed can pull out from the wall. Um but she is armed and her mechs are also armed.
3: I don't know. Personally, I'm in favor of trying to wait this out, but out of character. I have a bad feeling about trying to wait it out. I feel like Colin's going to fucking drop some consequence on us for doing it.
1: I'm fine to do pretty much anything. I I am the one with the big gun and all the grenades, so I am down to just go in. And if conversation goes poorly, I will be happy as a pig and shit to get fighty
0: yeah
3: okay let's make this episode interesting let's just go
0: okay if you had decided to wait it out a couple of days I would have made you roll some sort of skill over however many like ones for every day that uh, you go at increasing difficulties because the same couple of people just scouting out near her apartment is fishy as hell and she would be on the lookout for that sort of thing
3: yeah We might. maybe we could at least wait for her to fall asleep if we've got a if he's got a
1: camera in there. Uh, by the way, Colin, I might have, like, half zoned out and missed this. Like, what kind of structure is she living in?
0: Like, a pretty small, like, apartment. Uh, like, maybe two and a... It's, it's essentially a studio apartment and a small one at that. Like, it's so small that the bed folds out of the wall.
1: And she's got two robots Yes. She's got two rope. It's it's pretty tight in there. Yeah, okay. Gonna have a real bad time if I have to start throwing these grenades.
2: Yeah, also worth saying that Omega is a reclaimed mining outpost. So there are a lot of structures that are just sort of either cobbled together or repurposed from their original intentions. And so a small apartment can be just sort of wedged into the the back of an otherwise of a building that serves 200 different purposes depending on which floors you uh, are on
0: yeah
1: are there any windows on this apartment uh there's one that looks out okay um okay so because this might turn into a fight um and this is like a lore thing that I don't know do biotics? Like, ones that are maintained, do they have big flashy effects about them? Yes. I'm specifically wondering if I could use Biotic Enhancement early and just be super speedy and good to pop off if things need to pop off without, like, glowing like a Super Saiyan. Uh, no, you you glow like a Super Saiyan. (laughs) Never mind, then... (laughs) can call this biotic enhancement too yeah like
2: like if we're just gonna go up to the front door and ask her all polite then maybe not when she's asleep oh yeah 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 okay
3: right right right
2: right I don't know I keep expecting this to go wrong again that's why we brought this little guy along pat pat
3: oh trust me i am well aware just how sharp those teeth and claws are and i don't want to be on the other end of that shotgun (laughs) ever anyway let's let's go to the front door you're in front yeah you, you two can feel free to join me or stay around the corner or what but i'm going to go to the front
1: door i mean i said you safe that's still true so I'm not gonna just leave you to go into a dangerous place alone. Alrighty.
2: I'm figuring I'll stand behind you and instruct the Vorcha to just stand around the corner.
3: Stand behind you. No one will be able to see back, back there. We'll walk in a line <laughs> without rhythm so as not to disturb the worm. Uh okay then, Colin. Can I get to the I don't know the door yep. and knock. Yep,
0: you uh, you get to the door, you uh, you give a knock. Um, there's a bit of a delay uh, between the knock and the an- door answering. Um, and when the doors open, you do see Rumu there, like who's opening the door. But immediately behind her, both of the mechs are pointing their guns at the doorway. They do not open fire, and she says. Who are you? What do you want?
2: Hi.
3: We're just here to speak to you about an unpaid debt that uh, you have between yourself and a Turian named Desider. just here to inquire as to uh, why payment is delayed.
0: Uh, I'm going to need... Let's see, what's... Uh, probably... I don't know if it would be charm or negotiation.
2: Could be coercion.
0: Could be coercion. Did you want maybe coercion? <laughs>
1: I'd rather not roll coercion, but... <laughs> I think you're keeping it pleasant at this point, And you're not trying to bargain. So I think this is charm. Okay, what's charm against? I really need to get a cool. Cool.
0: So... The difficulty you're looking at for this would, is going to be one red and one purple. Ooh. Because her cool is yellow and green, so that means the yellow turns into a red. One R, one P.
3: Yep. And remind me, do we have written down what you can do with story points again?
0: Um, Story points, you can... if you want to use it in this way, you can upgrade one of your greens to a yellow, or if you're just completely, if all of them are completely yellow, you can bump it up and get another green.
3: Okay, okay. I was trying to decide if this was worth spending a
2: story point on.
0: It might be. They're there to be spent. Fair enough.
2: It is sort of the opening gambit, though.
1: Yeah, but I spend them and you get them back. So, like, it's, it's not like... It's, uh. They're not, like, fake points. They're not gone for the entire session. Yeah. We just have to bully Colin into using them.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to use a story point to up your thing, go ahead and click Use Story Point.
3: Only because I'm very wary of that red. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to use one story point.
4: Alright.
2: Yes. Okay, so let's say threat, and
0: two successes.
2: There's a list of social encounter stuff
0: for how to spend those. I'll just go ahead and suffer a strain. Oh boy. Sure. Yep. She'll look at you and go, I'm not paying him back. What he wants is too valuable. It's not in the fair trade.
3: I don't think you can decide that unilaterally. As it is, you've got what you want. Gesseter doesn't have what he wants. And as I don't know what the information that he's requested from you is, I can't I'm not in the position to arbitrate any of this. However, simply dodging payment, as it stands, seems to be the least productive way to handle this. I'm here because I would like to settle this peacefully, and I'm not trying to threaten. But one way or another, desert is going to get what they want. So if you aren't willing to assent to this trade, would you be willing to assent to an altered deal, at the very least?
0: I don't think I tried that. I offered him a different deal. He didn't tell me what he... Bought. The information that he wanted up front when he gave me this, when he gave me what I, what I asked for, and then he asked for information that could compromise the flotilla. If I gave him that, I'd be, I'd be branded as a traitor and thrown out, forced to live on my own without my family.
3: Hmm. God, I really, really, really want to just tell them off. Decider? No, 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 no.
0: Oh, oh, oh.
3: Like, okay, so you agreed to the deal where you didn't know what you were going to pay or something. And now that you're being asked for payment,
0: you're upset. So. Okay, Here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to roll me, uh, um, I guess it would be social science difficulty three i'm not i'm straight up not going to
1: pass that but okay oh why colin what is this in service of
0: this is in service to um figure out like what exactly uh i mean out of character i
3: can immediately guess what is going on but
0: yeah uh it's it's to it's to figure out like the way quarry society works essentially and uh knowledge that would uh be relevant to that.
3: If this is what I think it is, I don't think it's a three P difficulty. But okay, I'll roll it. I've got a failure in tooth. threats.
0: Okay. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna punish you for that. It's. It's just a. It's just that. Yeah. No. You. You continue on. Like. Yep. Nope. This is your own fault. And blah 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 blah. Okay.
3: Okay. Okay. I really would like to solve this without hurting anybody.
2: Well, that kind of sounds like a you problem, but don't mind me. Y- you see, uh, what's-his-face, the guy who hired us? He believes in efficiency, so he decided to hire three of us all at once. The guy who asks you nicely, the guy who asks you not so nicely, pointing to myself, and round the corner we've got the guy who doesn't ask at all. It's up to you how long this conversation goes on for.
0: You're right. It does. Open fire. Uh, Can I? Can I have
2: rolled coerce? Sure. Because that is what I'm doing.
0: Okay, let me look up what what coerce is against. Will I'm pretty Uh, sure. No, it's discipline actually. Um, Oh yeah. So So, yeah, will is a big stat, not a skill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What's her discipline? Oh, her discipline is non-existent. Uh, What's, what is discipline based off of? Honestly, Will? Will. Will. Yep. It normally would be two purple, but I'm uh, spending, I'm immediately spending a story point to upgrade one of those difficulties. So it's a red and a purple.
2: And a blue because I'm Krogan and she's not. Yep. And uh, could I get help for this? Just from, uh. From me? Kunk. Poking his head around the corner.
0: (laughs) Sure!
3: (laughs) Various vorture noises come around the corner.
1: Um. What's Kensack's will?
2: Uh, two and one point in coercion.
1: Okay, well, I have no points in coercion, but my will is three. So that actually gets us skilled assistance. So your base starts at three green, and then you upgrade that, because you have one point in coercion, you said?
2: Yes, I think I've got that dice pool here ready.
1: One yellow, two green, a blue.
2: Three successes
0: successes okay um I'm trying to figure out how she would play this because she definitely would not want to give up that information uh we could
2: use strain in sort of a uh, ongoing test the
0: thing is she doesn't have strain she just has wounds because she's yeah, not. if your
2: target is a rival or minion group your strain targets their wound threshold since they don't have a strain threshold
0: yeah yeah I know I know
2: However, if you incapacitate them, your GM should still have the target capitulate, not mysteriously drop dead.
0: (laughs) It's like, she definitely does not want to give this information to him, because if anybody found out, she would literally be, like, banished.
2: Well, if we hit half of the target's strain threshold, there is a compromise option.
0: Okay, Um, you have not that yet. Um let me let me deal what damage that it this does to her. Uh so it goes to wounds, correct?
2: Yes. Just not wound wounds.
1: So I think I think here, because what what Kenzak was trying to do and Bobin and correct me if I'm wrong, because the the line that you led with was we've got The one who asks nicely, the one who asks mean, and the one who doesn't ask at all. And so I feel like this was a line to kind of lock her into wanting to deal with the one to ask nicely.
2: Yeah, well, that that was the follow-up. It's up to you how long this conversation goes on for. The implication being that
0: eventually it will go down the line here. Uh, She goes, look. Maybe you're okay with cutting ties with your entire species, but I'm quite frankly not, okay? And this information that he wants could literally get me tried, convicted, and punished as a traitor to my people. I'm not willing to do that, not for what he gave, not by a long shot.
3: First of all, how is this information, how is anybody going to know that you That you are the one who gave this information out there has to be (sighs) dozens hundreds of corians out on i am going to assume by your name that you are what on pilgrimage that's that's how that name thing works right
0: uh she nods i will give that to you for free
3: so how is this information going to be tied to you And, if it's so tied to you, isn't there a way to anonymize the source? I am... Please, allow me to stress, I am trying very hard to settle this amicably in your favor. I would rather not... I'd rather not have to end this on bad terms.
1: Uh... I think this is
0: negotiation? Yeah, this, this would be negotiation. So uh, that is, versus her negotiation, negotiation, uh, which I, I don't think she has any social skills at all. Let me take a look here real quick. It's that's no, she doesn't. So, so her presence is two. uh, So it's two purple. Go ahead and add a boost because you're making some very good points. (laughs) Like, how is, how is anybody going to know? Yeah. Look, she's young and worried. Okay. I
3: mean, she's right to be worried. Two purple, one blue. No successes, but all advantages.
0: All advantages. Three advantages. She thinks, and she goes. What is it that you want from the ki- from the cypher? That you are doing this job for him.
1: So you could spend those three advantages, I think, to just successfully lie here. You could say whatever you want, and she'd believe it.
0: Although, telling the truth has its advantages as well.
3: I don't think there's anything wrong with telling her what we're looking for. Considering it's basically a hunch, and I mean, honestly, like, If we don't get the information from our Turian friend and somehow this Corian knows, then as far as we're concerned, we can just walk away, right? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Okay. There is a trend of, well people going missing in the Terminus systems is not out of the ordinary. But there's a trend of them going missing unless less Hinar and Drell. We're checking in on. Decatur has Kiter? Has Kiter has... Information for us.
0: Give me three days. If I cannot get this information for you in three days, instead, I will go to the Kaidan with the information that I that he wants.
1: Roll to suss out a lie. I think. Yeah, is that a thing I can do? Um, you roll vigilance. Yeah, you roll vigilance. Um, give me difficulty.
0: Uh, okay, the, Colin. Oh, I, I roll Vigilance.
1: Okay, hold on. No, we are rolling Vigilance. Oh, you roll vigilance. Vigilance. Um. So, Colin, I don't want you to tell me whether she's lying or not, because that's what we're rolling to determine. But because we don't know her stats, what you can do is you are either going to give us her deception stat for Chloe to roll against, or I'm actually going to say her charm stat to, like, uh, convince us if she's telling the truth.
0: Yeah, go ahead and uh, it's a difficulty too, no matter what. Like I said, she does not have any social interaction skills. Okay,
3: I will roll 2p vigilance. Toop. I got a success.
0: Hey, uh, she's not lying. success. She's she's not
3: lying.
0: She's not lying. Give her th- give her three days. She'll either find the information for you or she'll give up and have to uh, bite it and hope that it does come to uh, to bite her back one day.
2: You understand that we're gonna still keep an eye on this place, right? You are a flight risk.
0: That's fine. Just don't turn me into and for another three days. That's all I ask.
3: You also realize that if you give us the information, that does not get Dekaiter off your back.
0: No. But maybe you would be interested in these mining mechs and uh, give me safe passage off of Omega.
2: I look down to healy. I don't know. I'm open to bribes. <sighs> Yeah. I mean, we
3: don't really have any particular thing pinning us to Dekider without... If we don't deliver, then they don't deliver. And vice versa. So, the agreement was informal. You've got three days. Please don't make me regret it.
0: I promise I will do my best.
3: Okay... I mean, the one person that- the the other person that can talk in the party assented, so I mean, I assent.
1: (laughs) If you all turn around and look at me, I am looking like a very sad dog, pitcheting with the (laughs) EMP grenades on my belt. As- like, after
3: the door is shut and we're walking away, I just go- I'm sure we could find something else to blow up with those EMP grenades.
2: No, not for chewing. Not for chewing.
1: Explode.
2: They're not gonna explode if you chew on them. They don't work like that.
3: You know, I wonder how. I wonder how it. if you could, like. make a translator. I felt like a VI robot that intuits violence upon itself and then translates it. Well,
2: something a little simpler for others. I don't know. Violence is pretty simple.
3: Yes, but violence also hurts.
2: (laughs) Uh, thin skin damn
3: you figured out my secret. And I I've done so good at hiding it. It turns out yes, I'm not a Krogan.
2: Yeah, you're covered in scales and they don't they barely even do anything.
3: <laughs> hey, they keep the moisture in, okay?
2: Yeah. and I'm working on it. Nah, uh, no, it's fine. It's also fine for the little guy around here, uh, let me see, pretty sure there's a mining platform where you can just toss Chuck stuff off and watch it explode. Never really did it myself, but I got a few buddies in the blood pack who told me it's a riot.
1: I know how Kunk is spending there three days. Look, I'm not gonna waste my fucking EMP grenades. They're nice, and they cost money.
3: Turns out the other language that Kunk understands is commerce.
1: (laughs) Capitalism! (laughs) I understand it insofar as things that are nice and fun cost money. And if I can't get money, and I waste the things that are nice and fun, then I can't get more and I don't have nice fun things. Okay, so
0: how let's let's do a quick montage here. How does everybody spend their three days on Omega waiting for uh for Rumu to hopefully get this information?
2: Well, first thing we should probably specify is that we've always got at least one person watching her door at all times. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I at least take a couple shifts watching the door.
3: Otherwise I'm, yeah, I don't really know how I, how I'd spend time. I I actually think I spend like a, a little bit of my free time back at the ship doing the like
0: actual like tutoring part of my job. Okay. Um, this gives me a chance to like explain your, like, your ship set up and everything cause I actually did think about this between sessions. Um, so because your ship is designed to be, uh, inhabited by both a Drell and a Hanar at, uh, at any given time, your ship is essentially, uh, split into like two sections. Um, one, which is just like a big long ha- hallway that you can walk through. It like, there's a, it's, and that has, like, a water tank in it for your, um, for your Hanar, uh, Hanar ward. ward to, uh, to swim around in. Um, and then the front half, uh, they can come out and, uh, float there, but it is fucking dry as shit. Like, you- you've got, like, dehumidifiers out the wazoo on your half of the ship, so that way you can, like, live super comfortably. Yeah. And that's where like all like the chairs and stuff are, because obviously Realnar is not going to need chairs. They do have some nice lovely coral though. Ooh. Alien coral?
4: Yeah.
3: Alien. Question mark. <laughs> the actual teaching part of my job is like things like how to tell when people are lying, especially when they don't have blinking lights on them how to, just like, I'm, I'm teaching a lot of different things. It's very scattershot, but a lot of it yeah. is just like being good at negotiating and kind of a business tutor, pa- partly a like actual teacher. Okay. A lot of my charges are basically being, uh, I guess, <laughs> I don't like using this word, but I'm basically being groomed to take over the family business. hmm
0: Okay. I've um, I've got an eidetic memory. Yes, yes you do. Uh how does uh Kinzik spend the three days?
2: Well, the uh the times when I am on shift watching the door, I mostly spend that time dicking around on my Omni-tool rather than watching the door, because I have no points in vigilance. <laughs> But aside from that, I've got Online Flame Wars to take part in as usual, a uh, few commissions to handle, and um, also at one point while Healy is uh, guarding the door, I take Kunk out to the um, observation platform. And because Omega is an Element Zero mining facility that still has some Element Zero to mine. Uh, There are parts within the asteroid where physics are just wonky and don't behave quite like they should. And so like, if you just toss a stone, it goes off in crazy directions. I love it. And uh, if you manage to shoot it out of the air, it uh, flashes and sparks and goes off in different directions.
0: So how do you spend your three days after both before and after learning this knowledge?
3: Oh. I was going to say something else real quick. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Is that I do like make an effort to uh, when I can coax Kunk to sit still long enough to like let Kunk in on my tutoring sessions like, hey, you know, I don't know. Maybe this will come in handy for you.
1: (laughs) Hey, maybe I can rapidly uh... becoming the team mascot Maybe I can, like, fucking put a point into knowledge, physical sciences, and have good things for my bionic attacks.
3: Well, yeah, I go. mean, I'm just saying that, like, you being the one person here who can't, like, really talk at length with other people, it just seems sensible that I try and include you in things that I do. <laughs> so you're not just, like, sitting there until fights start. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, look, that's my- that's like my people's whole thing, is waiting for a fight start.
2: I have actually looked into this, and apparently, uh, you can train a Vortra to be intelligent. It's just that few species bother to do so, because by the time they're intelligent enough to contribute to anything, uh, they're
1: a couple of years away from dying. And Vorcha have pretty short lifespans.
0: Like, 20 years or something like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, why don't you fucking adapt to dying? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> adapt out of this, Dies of entropy.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so I'll definitely have a good fucking time just shooting crazy rocks out in space. I can't promise that I'm a good student. I'm very fidgety. And i the only way I know how to ask questions is by, like, hucking a table at you from across the room. Somehow still not my worst student. But I also do take watch. I am trained to to do that. And I've actually got... Um, an alright discipline, because that's willpower. My willpower is three. And I've also got pretty good stealth. So I just find, like, a dark corner that is largely unobserved. And just sit there and watch. And anytime the quarian does anything that I think... Is even a little bit suspicious. I just like pick up a rock or a small piece of metal. And I huck it at her window. <laughs> it, it's not enough to break it, and I'm not trying to break it. I'm just trying to be like, hey, cut it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, at some point on the second on the second day, uh, you you huck it at her window. The door opens and she goes, I was just sneezing for fuck's sake,
1: and then slams the door shut again. <laughs> She has no idea where I am. I'm hidden. She's just screaming out into the darkness. Yep.
0: All right. But uh, no, she doesn't do anything suspicious. Um, a couple of times, one of the uh, one of the mechs just leaves and then comes back with some um, with some equipment that she presumably uses needs to uh to use this thing. And now she makes a roll. Um, she's going to make. I, I'm still using uh, the other uh, sheet stat block for this, so it's just going to be computers for her. But uh, she's going to roll hacking at a difficulty three, and she is going to be spending a story point to um, to upgrade this role so that way she can hopefully succeed. So you all have all of the uh, story points now. I can't do jack shit with those. Um, and she is going to roll computers at a difficulty three to see if she can get the thing. Um, and because I'm also going to give her a boost dice because she's been spending three days at this. So, uh, I would imagine that's some sort of assistance. Colin really
3: wants it to go this way. Okay. So. hey, a triumph. Two
1: successes, a threat, and a triumph.
0: Okay, so I know what the threat's going to be. Um,
1: <laughs> I have an idea what but, the threat's
0: going uh, to be on day three when you uh, when you come in when you or when you uh, so what happens on day three? I, I don't want to speak for you guys like what, how are you doing this on day
1: three? Um, I mean I figure we just go to her front door and knock on it yeah considering that the one who is like yeah. most in charge in this party is a person yeah
3: I mean, we basically just rock up like we did last time. Uh, although notably I'd like to like on on our way in, I'd like to like keep an eye out to make sure that the Kiter's not trying to fucking double cross us or something by just like using us to go in and then sending, uh, the kill squad behind us.
0: Alright, uh, so go ahead and roll Vigilance. Perception. Perception is active seeking. Yeah, yeah, so go ahead and roll Perception. Um, I'm slightly worse at that. Difficulty, we'll say th- uh, three purple. Three. Got it. Yep. Um. Well, we'll see
3: what happens. I got two advantages, no failures, no successes.
0: What I will say is that while you don't see anybody that doesn't necessarily rule anything out, considering uh, Dekaiter is a particularly dangerous individual and would probably be smart enough to not just like have this kill squad show up in the middle of, of this residential area, he would probably wait until you are a little... More secluded, so possibly when you're leaving for the docks. But um, but you're fairly certain that right now you are relatively safe.
4: Hmm. Okay.
0: So when you knock on her door, uh, she answers it, and uh, she goes, "You're here! come in quickly, quickly." Um. So he. Uh, good news is that I found them. I know where they are.
3: You found them?
0: The slaves you were asking about. I found them. I'm not going to uh, to to say I know I found them personally, but uh, I know where they're held held up at.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, they're held up in the um. Niobe system in the Hourglass Nebula. Some jungle planet there. They to so find it real easy. I think it's one of the few that, uh, that actually does support life.
1: Oh, it had to be a
2: jungle planet. I mean, I guess that's why they wouldn't use Drell for it. Yes, but
3: they're also not kidnapping Hanar.
2: But, oh, I'm figuring it's because they are Hanar. <sighs>
3: Oh, as much as, as skeptical as I am about the Hanar, I feel like, oh no, no, that, that can be later.
2: I mean, you ask them to do anything for the Enkindlers, they're, they're just going to jump for that.
3: <sighs> yes, there are a lot of people that would volunteer, but if they could get easy volunteers, why would they hold up on them? Questions to figure out later. How do we know that this is who we're looking for, then? I'm good at what I do, uh, and I was going through
0: the areas that were basically hit and through a uh, and track, their move and track certain movements and such, and I narrowed it down to a couple of er- areas in the uh, in the hourglass Nebula, and from there it was a simple matter of where where a good base of operations would be, because there's a lot more uh, systems in there, but they're all mostly uninhabited or some such. I think if they are where I think they are, they are probably on that jungle planet, because there used to be an old Solarian research base there, and they're probably just the Salarians abandoned it a couple of a couple of years ago, maybe ten or fifteen. They probably moved in and just t- using it as a base of operations because it's already been there. They don't have to invest anything into building an actual base.
3: Well it's it's I can't say that it's not plausible. Well, you certainly held up your end of the
2: bargain. It's also on the other end of the galaxy from here. Huh. So wanna hitch a ride? Since we're taking you out of system anyway.
0: Yeah, uh, that would be nice. I don't think I'll actually go with you to meet the slavers, but uh if you could give me a ride, I'll like I said, I'll gladly give you the necks. No problem. I don't need them anymore. They were mostly here for protection anyway.
2: No, you have to stop by the Citadel anyhow. Well, then.
3: Kunk, are you coming with us then? Or would you rather
1: stay here and look for anything else? I punch fist into open hand several times.
3: Okay, I know enough to know that that's a yes.
2: <sighs> okay then. Well, if so, you want to be precise, that's a. Uh, I sense more violence in this direction and would prefer to go in that way.
3: I certainly won't feel bad about killing slavers at the very least.
0: I don't have to share a room with the chat, do I? Oh,
2: Kunk is harmless. You couldn't even say it, could you? Relatively harmless.
0: I'm pretty sure if it bit me, I would get more than one infection.
1: I just fucking... Goblin scuttle up to her. (laughs) Get away
0: from me! Get away from me! I don't need a suit breach from you!
3: Look... We'll settle it. Okay? I'm sure... Worst comes to worst you can have my bed until we can drop you off somewhere. How about that?
0: That sounds great. Thank you.
3: I hope you don't mind a little bit of... That suits her medically sealed pretty well. Ah, you probably won't mind a bit of dryness. And heat.
0: (laughs) Not really. Dry and hot is basically some of the ships that, uh, that serve on the flotilla anyway, so...
3: Well, you'll be right at home, then, uh, That just leaves getting off of the station, Mount Dekkaider realizing...
0: Which brings me to the bad news. Yeah? I think I might have been spotted during my attempts to hack, so we should probably leave now. You should and have me but... with that. I'm sorry, I just, I wanted you to know. Okay, we should go now. I'm all packed. I'm ready
1: to go. (sighs) Everybody out. Scurry, scurry, scurry. All right, so
0: what I'm going to need is either stealth or athletics rolls from someone to see if you can get out without Dekider noticing because it was only... A, um, a one threat result, I'm going to say that it is a difficulty one.
3: Mm. I'm two green in stealth and athletics, so. uh, Somebody else handle the,
1: uh, the fucking escape. I am four green in stealth and two yellow, one green in athletics.
3: Huh, I wonder how that works out. I wonder if more green is better than, like...
0: With the math of the dice, it would make more sense to roll athletics, even though it's less dice, because the yellows have more and better results.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they got the same number of non-results, too. Which means that there are ten good results on a yellow die, versus six good results on a green die.
1: Incidentally, what are Kenzak's dice pools for athletics and stealth?
2: Athletics three, stealth two. No training.
1: Okay. So So, I would suggest stealth. Well, I'll be rolling it no matter what. Yeah. Because I've got the best dice pools all around. And so it's either athletics at two yellow and a green or stealth at four green.
0: I'd roll athletics.
1: Rumu will not be able to help you on this. What's that you use to roll uh, athletics?
3: Agility ice on Really? Yeah.
0: I don't like it. Agility is for coordination, which is like balancing on beams and stuff. Uh, athletics is basically just do it hard, do it fast.
1: Every day I win mill slam. <laughs> now,
3: we already we already had the joke in a different recording.
1: Long, long ago. Long, long ago. Long um. Ago. So, does anybody have brawn over three? Not I. Uh, three. Over three? No. Rimu does not.
0: Wow, I
3: can't believe that corian doesn't have high brawn.
0: Wow! Fucking surprise, right? Okay, so...
3: Proficiency diet... Right, I remember looking at this.
0: Don't forget, you also have oodles of story points, so you can spend one to, like, upgrade your, uh,
1: your fan. Um, so how many... How many boost die am I getting here? Because I'm assuming we're all kind of working together.
2: Um, I think you... Looking at the rules, it doesn't seem like training or, uh, characteristic points matter. If you can help, and if it seems reasonable that you are able to help, in a useful manner, then you add a blue die to the main roll.
0: Yeah, yeah, assist. Yep, on page ninety-eight allows an engaged enemy to add blue to their next check. Um, I will say that uh, Rumu probably would not be able to give an assist considering that she has a suit with a big glowing blue uh bit that on her, like on her face, kind of makes it hard to assist with stealth when you've got that on. I'm not rolling stealth. I'm rolling athletics. Oh, athletics. Okay. Uh,
2: We are beating feet.
0: I would say that she probably also can't assist with athletics. Uh, Quarians are not exactly physically adept, so.
1: At least not most of them. Okay. So, I get two boosts then? Yes. Okay. You're probably going to annihilate this roll. Okay. And you know what? Just to be safe. you going to spend a story point? <laughs> I'm going to spend a story point. All right. <laughs> so two blue, three yellow and one purple. <laughs> three successes, three <laughs> advantages.
0: Hider does not know you got off Omega until like a fucking week later. <laughs> Get
3: shit on. I make sure to send Dekider a very nice message saying it appears
0: that she's already gotten off Omega. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Meanwhile, she's sitting right next to you on the ship. You neglect to say how she got off Omega.
2: And I just want to add that I also send a message to my landlord saying, Gonna be gone a while. Please lock the place up. If there's anything missing, I'm going to take my deposit out of your
0: hide. If there's
3: anything missing, I'm going to eat
2: you.
0: <laughs> to imagine that, like, you don't know who your landlord is, so another Krogan who's just like the er example of a Krogan who's just huge and just like, and landlord is just basically a fancy title for a thug who just collects rent, uh, it just looks at it and just goes, <laughs> cute.
3: Opens up the door,
0: what? It's all nerd shit. <laughs>
2: Why is this pizza got more mold than pizza on it? Because the mold tastes better. Ah, space pizza.
3: Well, we made it off station,
0: I guess. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, like there's. Like, like I said, like Decatur has no fucking clue that you guys left there with three advantages. There's like it's I won't say it's like a week, but definitely a day per advantage. So like for three days, Decatur like, yeah, okay, they're still working on the job. It's been a week, but eh."
1: six days later. Damn, why haven't they gotten back to me yet? (laughs) Ah, They're probably dead, probably died to the mining robots. (sighs) <sighs> uh, well
3: hope somebody else comes along soon <sighs> how much space is there on this ship anyway
0: um I would say that there's enough space for a couple people to comfortably be on there it's probably a little crowded right now between two extra passenger no three extra passengers and two mining robots uh somebody's probably going to have to like share a share a bunk or something, but um, or actually, no, you could have the mining robots like fold up and like be in the storage hold. So hey, um, same (laughs) (laughs) So let's say that it's it's comfortable enough that nobody's going to complain but uncomfortable enough that everyone's silently thinking that they wishing that they had a couple more feet. Except for Milner, who's living fine in their aquarium.
2: Also, except for me, because I am taking up those extra couple of feet. <laughs> yeah. Where does an 800 pound Krogan sleep? Anywhere he wants. Anywhere he
4: wants.
3: <laughs> Mom, Kansek's touching me again. Kansek's knees touching my knee again. There we go.
0: So. You get on your ship and you leave and you fly towards the uh, the mass relay. The mass relay is a giant structure. Uh, it's basically the size of a small city and it's just one device. Um, it's got like these two tuning fork uh, bits that uh, meet together in a sort of circle. Circular spot sort of like Te- uh, trails away in a teardrop shape. Um, there's an antenna sticking out on the top, and in the middle of that circle there's three spinning discs along with, like, this massive amount of Element Zero just hanging out there, and your ship flies towards those rings, and this Element Zero hits your ship, and it zooms you off into faster-than-light travel. Uh, and where are you going? I know somebody said about, um... Something about hitting the citadel, but, uh... I mean, that
3: seems like a sensible place to, like, at least stop. Because I imagine that, like, we can't make a non-stop trip there.
0: Yeah, it's gonna take a couple of jumps.
2: Yeah. Worth pointing out a couple of things. First of all, if you've ever seen that weird sword from Halo, the glowing one, with yeah, the yeah. two tips, it's kind of what it looks like. Energy sword
0: Sundays. I I I never. I have not played a Halo game in like years. Colin, so.
1: uh, Colin does not like Halo. Nope. Colin, you know what the fucking Halo sword looks like. You don't. I know don't what the Halo sword run. looks
0: like, but that's not. I but that's not my go-to example because I forget that it exists.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, it's basically like eye-shaped, almost actually. If you think, that's what the master realizes.
2: But yeah, the other thing is that relays basically face each other in pairs. And so you need to jump to between several pairs of relays in order to get where you want to go within the galaxy. Because while ships can travel faster than light within a local cluster, to cross the entire galaxy requires orders more power, and the only things capable of providing that extreme amount of power are Mass Effect relays.
1: Anyway. We're going to the Citadel. So we enter Citadel space.
0: Yep. Um so the Citadel is positioned in a nebula and fucking I know Kat, I know you're like, wow, <laughs> calling <and laughs> in nebulas. <laughs> but no, it, this this is not me doing this. This is this is Mass Effect. Um it is- uh-huh.
2: The Serpent Nebula
0: the serpent nebula. Um, and as you approach the citadel, it's always it always looks. The base structure is a ring like uh, structure. Um, and from that ring, five like arms sprawl out. And each arm is a huge section of the of the um, of space. It's basically five cities. Attached to a sixth city.
2: So it's the New York City boroughs.
0: Yeah, yes. And the ring is uh is basically where all the government stuff happens. That's called the um it's not Presidium, is it? It is the Presidium, yeah. So that's the um so the ring is known as the Presidium and each of the uh, arms are basically different wards of the um of the citadel. Uh, most people do not go to the Presidium unless they have business there and so you're probably, so unless for some reason a Healy has business on the Presidium, you are directed to one of the landing bays at the, um on the wards.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely not.
0: And, um
2: just as we're approaching and we can see the Citadel through the, uh through the window of the ship. I just like to sort of point it out to Kung and say, and if you look over there, that's the Presidium, that little ring in the center. Now, that's where, uh, what we call the Council is. Now, the Council is full of three species in the galaxy who think they're better than all the rest of them. And, uh, one of them got on there by, uh, stopping our expansion and, Another one helped by neutering my people forever. So that's why we don't go to the Presidium. Cunts. Hey, you've learned a new word. I didn't teach him that.
3: Oh, oh well.
0: This one did not teach it that either. Yeah, that may have been me. Sorry, my bad. Oh, oh well. All right, so um, at that point, uh, Rumu will thank uh, will thank you all for getting her off of Omega in one piece and without any repercussions whatsoever, um, and also without like having to betray her people. That's that was really nice of you. Um, she does 100% leave the mining mechs with you. The Citadel is a lot safer than Omega. Is um, that being said? Probably she's not going to stick around because uh, people don't tend to not trust Quarians, even on the Citadel. Um, so she's she's fairly certain that with the knowledge that she uh, basically stole from Dakiter, that uh, she can present that to a captain of the sh- on uh, one of the flotilla ships and end her pilgrimage. So she's basically going to be booking um, first bus home yeah to to home after you guys leave uh so my question to everybody else is what are y'all doing
3: oh before before she goes i do give her the equivalent of my card
0: she'll look at it and go thank you i'll store that on my omni tool and then like as as soon as you guys are at well, actually, no. She won't. She's not that rude. She'll she'll keep it on her Omni tool. She'll probably forget it exists, and then one day we'll like be going through it, trying to like cleaning up, cleaning up, and be like, "What the hell is this file?" And then see like, "Oh yeah, that's right. That nice lady who helped me not uh, betray my
1: people during my pilgrimage." Speaking to help kill me. Yep. I offer negotiable rates. Okay. Well, this place seems like uh, an awful place to be. That it, and it is run by jackasses so I want no part of it. I'm staying on the ship, and I'm fine if we just immediately turn around and head to the next relay. Hmm. Does anybody want to
0: do some shopping or anything?
3: I mean, I do. I'm just not sure. I mean, I especially need something if we're going to go to a jungle planet.
1: I have zero money.
0: You can buy a, um, an environmentally sealed suit, I believe. That would keep you like nice and dry. I just don't remember where I saw that. Oh, it exists. I just. I I think it's like a. I think it's a attachment you can buy for armor.
2: That sounds right. Gear.
3: Environmental protection. How much does that cost? That costs like most of my money, but it's fine.
0: All right. It's. It might be worth it because if you go on, if you go on there and you get into a fight, that is basically two. There's basically at least two um, black dice added to to like everything you do.
3: Uh, it's just one, I'm pretty sure. But yeah.
0: Oh, is it just one? I mean, still, that's like basically anything you do because it's just fucking you and his shit.
3: Yeah. No, I just get some environmental protection put on uh, added to my protective clothing,
1: because I or I have one hard point left. Let me uh, read the thing that it says on here. While wearing this outfit, reduce the difficulty of any check made to resist the harmful effects of this environment by one, and this environment is chosen one type at purchase. However, if this is uh, applied to clothing, which Chloe just said she's doing, it actually reduces the difficulty by two. Hmm rarity
0: there we are page 82 so 5 is average so I need you to roll um difficulty 2 on a what's what was it I think it's negotiate yeah I think it's negotiate so negotiate difficulty 2 to uh f- to find it and then like I think for every success you knock 5% that's off. a s-
1: separate thing this oh, is okay. just to find it if a healy would like to haggle another okay. negotiate can be rolled
3: got
0: three successes and a threat. Three successes and a threat. Uh, Go ahead and suffer another strain, because I can't think of any narratively interesting thing to do while, um... (laughs) Okay. Yeah. By uh... the way,
2: if it's been a couple of days, can I have healed my last wound?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a little while to get there. Um...
2: Well, I can be protected
0: from humidity,
3: and I also remove a die imposed by hot environments so a jungle is actually probably okay for me it, it yeah. kind of averages out on its own but I'm still going to yeah, get yeah. environmental protection put on my suit my my clothing
1: yep alright do you want to try and haggle the price down can I do that yeah Um. I think it's another
0: negotiation role uh, yes. I think it's ne- opposed nego- is it an opposed negotiation I think so Okay, so I'll say that the, um, that the person who runs the shop is fairly good at running a shop, so it's going to be, a uh, one red, one purple. Gross. Uh, two successes and a threat.
2: Mm. For each uncancelled success on the haggling roll, you decrease the price of the item byte 5% from the default listed value.
0: You get another 10% off and it's another stress. Like I, 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 it's boring, but I can't think of any way to like make that a, um.
3: okay, so 10% of 500 is 50. So it's 450 then, right? Yep, it's 450. Cool. So yeah, you, you can seal yourself up.
0: 125, that's how much money I have. Uh, what is, uh, Kenzek doing?
2: I am wrapping my head around these robots. All right. Trying to, uh, figure out their programming language and how to deploy them and use them and such.
0: All right. In that case, let me see what their stats are real quick. Uh, go ahead and roll me, I guess, um
2: hacking or sys-ops. Those are the computer skills.
0: Yeah, give, yeah. The, give, go ahead and give me a sys-ops, actually. Um, difficulty... They're... They're not hard to figure out, so I'll say difficulty one. Okay.
2: And that's three successes and an advantage.
0: Okay, so with the successes, you're able to tell a... Rumu basically modified these things to be just pure combat. There's no way that they have pure combat and also like running simple tasks. Um, They have way more programming in their combat routines and like their VI is like fairly simplistic for basically anything else. Um, So you know they're good at shooting. Uh, they, They also did come equipped with a couple of assault rifles. They also, upon looking closer at them, there's a compartment in their leg that may have been used to hold tools that when you open it up, you see a couple of flashbang grenades in there as well. You get there's one flashbang grenade per mech, so um, they're and when with the uh, advantage, I will say that, you know, that they're programming basic uh, combat programming. Their opening move is to basically throw the flashbangs. And then while people are still reeling, they they open fire. Fair enough. All right. So now that everybody's stuff is done on the Citadel, uh, I guess you want to head towards that, um... Jungle The Niobe system. Yep. So uh, you head towards the uh, Niobe system, or rather you head to the Hourglass Nebula, um, and from the relay, uh, mass relay in the hourglass system, you go to FTL in, um, to the Niobe system, and from there it's, the system has like three planets on it, so it's extremely easy to tell which planet is the one that supports life, because one's a barren, um, rock planet another the other's a gas giant, so the third one is, um, is covered in dense foliage, uh, there's small ice caps on the um, on the north and south ac- uh, axes, you would think. There's also a couple of oceans there, but it's but basically all of the, like, the physical ground is covered in green. And when you scan the planet, you definitely read like an energy signature coming from the planet that's like small, so small. Sp- Probably the slavers just using the base there as, um, and, like, it's just running basic systems like lights and such. Okay. Well,
1: I'm not sure what we're going to do. Do do the structures have, like, turrets? Like, anti-air turrets?
0: That you would need to, um, roll for to find out.
1: Because if we could just, like, land on top of them-ish, it'd be nice, rather than having to make a trek through the jungle. So, uh... Well, going through the jungle would be safer. As
2: it is, I don't think it's really going to be up to three assholes and a Hanar to end a slaving ring single-handedly. I think the best thing we could do is go down there, see if it is what the Corian said it is, and then tell someone who can do something.
3: Yeah, no, you're definitely right. I guess what we'd have to do is try and figure out, maybe see if we can figure out who's involved in this at the very least. And then what, we go try and convince the Citadel fleet to traipse on out into the terminus systems to bust up a tiny little smuggling ring.
2: Yeah, I mean like, well, tiny little slaving ring. Don't forget the slaves. That, at least in this half of the galaxy they care about that. Mm. And yeah, I, I suppose it makes sense to figure out who's in charge because they probably got their claws in somebody's business so we should go to one of their rivals or... However they put it. We tell the wrong people about this uh, slaving ring. They'll just say wow, thanks for telling us. We'll we'll get right on that. Fuck off.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's part of the reason why I said we should figure out who's involved. And if we, especially if we know what they're doing, that might be helpful. If it's especially heinous, that might, uh, Strengthen our case, although I, part of me just kind of hopes it's
2: not. We'll see. Uh, I think the slaves are heinous enough, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: This one has a suggestion.
3: I'm ready to hear it out at the very least.
0: This one thinks that maybe we can get more information out of the slavers by pretending to be inquiring clients. Maybe they would show us their way through the base and we can gather information on who their buyers are.
2: Well, first we gotta figure out what they're selling probably using the slaves for something rather than just selling them off. Can can you be, like, vague enough about why we're here until they actually tell us something useful and then jump on that? Is is that something you're able to do? Because that's not something I'm able to do.
0: The seat is not this one's strong
2: suit, though. That's why I wasn't looking at you. This
0: one apologizes.
3: You have to understand that you're... Asking me to let you wander into a slaver's den. I'll do it on one condition. If things... ...go wrong... ...and we have to leave... ...you leave and I stay. No heroic bullshit. Nothing. I stay, you leave... And you find somebody qualified to handle this. Can you promise me that?
0: That sounds... Mm Hmm. This one agrees. And I need you to roll me vigilance. Mm Hmm. Difficulty, uh... Hold on a second, I need to...
3: I already said that they're bad at lying.
0: Yeah, I know. Difficulty 2, purple.
3: Okay, Vigilance 2, purple? Yep. Alright. Honestly, I kind of want... I think it would be really funny if I lost this roll anyway. Yeah? <laughs> but, like, I don't know that there's any way I can lose on purpose. <laughs> uh, two successes.
0: Yeah, he's... Uh they're they're lying. They are lying.
3: Real there You have a lot to learn before you try and lie to me. No. I won't do it.
0: If this one gets you in trouble, it should be its responsibility to get you out.
2: I'm gonna be honest, I like the sneaking in on foot plan the best in the first place.
3: A compromise. If we figure out what they're doing here and make it back without being spotted, maybe we try the other plan. But as it stands, we're not trying to lie our way in when we don't even know what we are trying to lie our way into. Rilner, you you may be in charge. However, I am bound to protect you. I cannot allow you to do something so recklessly stupid as walking into a slaver's den without some assurance that you can walk back out of it. Pardon the- float back out of it.
0: That is fair. But also, this one was not suggesting it goes in.
2: I think Anna actually do propel themselves using those long tentacles. But well, that's just a side note.
0: Yeah. <sighs> so, it sounds like you guys are sneaking up and um, scouting it out a- ahead of time, I guess?
3: At the very least, we were sneaking up and scouting.
0: Okay. All right. Um, so, first off, uh, I never gave the ship stats, but um, we'll say someone can roll uh, sysops difficulty two, two to see, figure out if they can register any like anti-air defenses for the uh, for the base.
2: Well, if I am searching for other systems and uh, what they have. I think that is hacking. Like I said, SysOps is defense.
0: Ah, okay. I get it. Okay.
2: Okay. So yes. Protecting your own systems. Yep. i say this because my hacking is one point higher. Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, and it also makes sense. So go ahead and roll hacking difficulty too. Okay. Interesting.
2: No successes. Or failures, but three advantage.
0: All right. Um. So I will say that you can't tell if they have any sort of anti-air uh, defenses or what have you, but you can also tell that from the amount of energy that they are currently putting out that if they do have them they would not be currently active they seem to be like fairly certain that no one's gonna come here and start some shit at the very least so if an unusual ship came flying in they would have to power up the anti-air stuff first
2: well I don't see any AA guns on network doesn't mean they aren't there just means they aren't on right now which you know better than nothing
0: okay so um i'm not gonna make you roll for it you guys find a spot that you can uh safely land far enough away from the base uh the base is situated on like the edge of a cliff that's like on top of a waterfall and um and it's a relatively simple structure you can't see through the foliage or not if they have the uh if they have the aa guns or not um they could just be disguised as like with uh overgrowth and whatnot but um when you land uh it's gonna be a fairly lengthy trek uh so what i want everyone to do is Roll survival difficulty three. And for each failure you get, uh, give yourself one wound and for each, uh, complication, the, the bad version of advantage. I don't remember what they're called. Threat threat for each threat. Uh, it's one strain damage.
3: I have a question. Yes. Does my environmental protection help me out at all with this track, considering it's protecting me from, you know, humidity, and also, as a Drell, I do very well in hot environments?
0: It does not uh, impose any uh, black dice penalties for you being a drill
2: mm-hmm. Well, is this attempting to resist the harmful effects of the environment? Because that is specifically what environmental protection calls out.
0: Um, it's a combination of the environment and like various um dangers from flora and fauna like thorns and like minor attacks from animals that uh that just leap out and take you by surprise
1: so it sounds like that's a guess it sounded like you said yes and there <laughs> so I guess yes.
3: That means I get to remove two difficulty from that
1: survival
0: (laughs) roll. So you're rolling at one. Everybody else is
1: rolling at three. Well, Colin, now it's my Mm. turn to ask you things. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's see the come with a skill called rapid adaptation. When making skill checks, Vorcha remove one black imposed by nearly any adverse environments. They also gain one blue to resist or recover from the effects of toxins or poisons. I'd like to argue that removing one black on a thing that has no black would qualify as gaining 1B. Okay, I'll give you that. What about
0: you, Bob? And you want to pull out any bullshit?
2: I don't have any bullshit. I'm a nerd. (laughs) It's not
1: bullshit. That's like one of my big class features is that I'm hyper adaptable. (laughs) I know. That's like I'm my whole species.
0: I'm being colorful. I'm not I'm not actually angry. I think it's very clever. <laughs> okay. Well, you suffer uh, no nothing. Uh, a healy suffers no damage. Hey. Hey, so you <laughs> ma- so you all managed to get through fine. You're oh. fine. Everybody's <laughs> fine.
2: One extra note. Uh, I just wanted to say that I have set up the mechs to defend the ship, because okay, among the yeah. among the things that combat mechs are capable of, running very fast, it's not really one of them, and I feel like no. that might come up.
3: We're running very fast through varied environment.
2: Yes. No, they're actually good at that. They they've mastered walking for robots in the space future.
0: Space future. Space future. All right. So, yeah, you approach the uh, the base after like a miles or two's worth of walking through uncomfortable, hot, humid jungle where like you manage to avoid all the thorns and like animals like w- look at you as if they want to eat you, but then they decide that you're not worth it. There's easier prey that they are more familiar with. Uh, in the jungle,
1: so they just leave you alone. Um, they look at us like they want to eat us, and then my head rotates 270 degrees to look directly at them, and I open <laughs> my mouth and my teeth grow three extra inches. <laughs> you are know, like, Maybe not. Um,
2: and, and meanwhile, I, do- I am not avoiding the thorns. I'm just walking straight through them without a care in the world, and the rest of them are just sort of walking in my wake. <laughs> Having cleared the path for them.
0: Alright. So, uh... It is at this point, I will say that you, when you get close enough to the base, you can tell that there are no anti-air turrets. Like, the the, the structures that you saw earlier that looked like they may have had them uh, do not. They're probably satellite towers for when this was a, um... When this was a Solarian base of some sort. Uh, it is It is not designed for, like, M- you surmise that it was not made for like military purposes it was probably just like hey let's research the cool flora and fauna here okay we've researched cool flora and fauna here just, just go do Time the next thing Yep. Um yep so they probably weren't expecting like too many attacks from just being like a research station so they did not need anti-air uh, defenses um it's fairly sizable, like this looks like a a place where like maybe 30 or 40 Solarians were working on at at some point Um, so, but what I want you to do now is to roll me uh, probably perception difficulty we'll say three to figure out exactly how many people are uh, here
1: now okay, well my perception is two green
2: I've got three green
1: I've got two yellow okay so uh, add two blue to that and then
2: well no not not two blue one blue and one green I've got three green
1: oh yeah you have a higher s- space stat block than her so, one blue, one green, and then what'd you say, call them three, three purple? purple? Yeah, three purple. Yep. Uh, we'll see how this goes.
3: Uh, ooh, a success, two threat, and a triumph. Yeah.
0: I know how I'm going to spend those two threats. Uh, the Success with the triumph. I'll give you the exact fucking number. You are ma- you manage to keep your eyes peeled and like you're able to tell like the differences between the uh, batarians and everything. And to you, all batarians don't look the same. It turns out.
3: I'm a doctor. I can at least tell the difference between one a batarian and the other.
0: Yes. So there are, uh, eight relatively minorly equipped uh, slavers. Uh, so it's going to be. I'm going to tell you right now, it's two pools of, uh, minions. Um, there's one Batarian who looks slightly better equipped walking around like he's got better armor, better guns. Um, so at first you think he's in charge and then you see someone walking with him and oddly enough, It is a female Turian. Mm. And they seem to be chatting up, uh, they seem to be talking and, uh, chatting and everything and, um, seem to be getting along, which is also weird because typically Batarians and Turians don't get along.
2: It is worth pointing out that at this point in history, Batarians are a council species.
0: They have yeah, they have an embassy on the citadel. They're not account they're not like one of the big three, but they are important enough that uh
3: Do they have to share it with any other races though? Uh I don't think they do. Wow. Better standing than the fucking Elcor and the Hanar. Not Hanar,
0: uh. Volus. Volus. Yeah. It's it man, that fuck they got a fucking short end of the stick. Um so yeah. You've got ten altogether, together. uh eight of which look Kind of crappily equipped one of which who looks better equipped and the other one is a turian who looks also fairly well equipped and with those with those two threats i'm going to say that uh you guys are gonna need to roll stealth difficulty two to avoid being spotted Oof. I'll, I'll make it a roll as opposed to an automatic like hey they catch you
3: yeah i was gonna say that seems like something we would get out of a failure
0: a failure and also like maybe like the opposite of the triumph i think it's despair 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 yeah for despair i would probably be like Aiden, and they automatically catch you okay uh you
3: said two difficulty is everybody rolling or just one person
0: just one person
1: i'll make it a group thing pretty sure i've got the best stealth score
3: here i
1: have untrained two green same <laughs> I and mean, aren't very great at stealth i imagine yeah i have untrained four green uh yeah that's better agility is my best stat
2: all right so i had two blue do we
1: want to use a story point on this one i mean it's up to you honestly
2: we've got plenty and this seems important let's do it yeah
3: go yeah, for right. it we still we still have four don't we no, yet. Uh, we have, three, have two now. Use it earlier.
1: Ah, okay.
3: I don't remember last time somebody
1: spent any. I guess you really right, a success and three advantages.
0: With, okay. Um, how do you want those advantages to go along? Because I, I can't think of anything. But if you have any suggestions, uh, <sighs> so
3: means that you succeeded. Don't get spotted. Right generically you can just spend successes to give a boost to the next roll somebody makes if you want even if it's you
1: yeah, that's actually how I want to spend it is uh, looking at just sort of the generic uh, suggested ways to spend advantages and triumphs you can give boosts to other people or yourself uh, you can spend one to give a boost to the next allied character's check. You could spend two to give a boost to the next allied character's check, including yourself. So what I'm thinking is that, like depending on the next couple of rolls that we make, we are either going to have three boosts in the air or two and one of them goes to me, like depending on the next few rolls.
2: They're yours to spend.
1: Yep. So yeah, uh, like Ahili notices the Turian who seems to be in charge, and she kind of like stands up a little bit to get better. And I'm just watching everybody else, and somebody's eyes, somebody's head starts turning in our direction. I just grab her by the legs and pull her back and down. (laughs) Stick a hand over her mouth so she doesn't shout and give away our position. Just thinking if it would be funny in character to bite your hand. But no. So yeah, then I'd like push you off of me. You know, like gently for me. So not backbreakingly hard, and I just make the universally understood shush motion. Yeah.
3: So what I do is I just like find a relatively clear spot in the mud and dirt, and I just like draw out the numbers. Like i got like, I draw like one little stick figure with a, with a crown, and then like another one with a, another one slightly next to it, and then I draw like some more numbers, like this is what we're dealing with. Like we've got some mooks, We've got a lieutenant and we've got the boss. <laughs>
2: Kill. Well, I wouldn't take that off the table, but right now we gotta figure out what first. Man, I should have figured it it was Batarians were involved. If there's ever a slavery ring anywhere in this goddamn galaxy, there's Batarians involved.
0: Yeah, Batarians consider uh, slavery as like part of their culture, and they get really mad um, at the Citadel trying to ban it, saying that they are extremely ethnocentric, and that they're oppressing their, like, sus- uh, like, their views on society and how they should operate. It's
1: part of the reason That's why weird. they left the council. Yeah, That's a it's, weird it's thing to write weird. into your setting. Yeah, it is.
2: Well, the Batarians were written in to be bad guys, so...
1: Yeah, they were yeah, explicitly but written to be space terrorists. Ah, the space bad guys. Yeah. Alright, well, you guys are the leaders, so... What's the next move? If we're
3: going to start a fight... I would like to thin the numbers as much as possible. Hey, uh, along the way, did we, like, spot any interesting predators...
0: That's a good question.
3: Um? Like maybe any, maybe think something specifically interesting that we like had to skirt around?
0: Go ahead and uh, roll me. We'll say perception, difficulty three. I would, but have
3: you considered that I have an eidetic memory? What does that do? I can perfectly recall everything that I've seen
0: yeah you
3: just you just recall it i mean you want you want to like roll a dice to see if it's happened or not
0: yeah no that's that's where that's where i was going with it was like just writing into the uh the is that the thing you can spend story points on it is a thing you can spend story points on you can just spend a story point and say hey we saw a cool predator
1: any objections not for me we'll be down to only one which means we need to force colin to use him at some point
3: <laughs> I was just thinking, hey, what if we saw a cool predator and somehow lured it towards this uh, outpost and, I don't know, used it to thin out the numbers a bit?
1: Oh my god, I have such a dumb fucking idea if we actually do this. Is it a dumb idea? <laughs> I'm small. I'm fast. I'm tasty looking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I approve of any Plan that involves getting shot at less. All right,
3: I'm I'm spending a story point to declare it. There was a way cool ass predator, something that looks like it could really fuck up some dudes.
0: It's it's like a big cat sort of deal, but like In a it's jungle? got like yeah tigers. Uh, I
1: was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Uh, Don't worry about it. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but Colin, have you considered
0: dinosaurs? I have considered dinosaurs. Let's combine the two. Saber tiger. It's basically a saber tooth tiger. Yeah, we'll say it's a saber tooth tiger, but like the back half of it is um is like covered in scales for protection. Like for some reason, like evolution has decided your butt is your weak point. Let's protect your butt. I I know what it is, Colin. Mm.
3: And if Ape were here, he would be freaking out. (laughs) It's totally just Nargakuga. Okay. It's this fucking thing.
0: (laughs) Sure, okay, let's mix Monster Hunter and our Mass Effect. I'm all for it. Let's do it.
2: So the right kind of planet for it.
0: That's the sort of thing Mass Effect would do anyway. Yeah, it's like this big, bulky, like, panther thing, like... Sort of like a combination bat uh, and cat face. It's got a long tail covered in spines, uh, and its like front legs have sort of like wings. I guess bees for gliding, and rather than flying, it does not look like those things would support flight.
3: Yeah, like in Monster Hunter, and Argerhook, you can fly, but it looks really stupid, so I don't blame you for saying it can't fly. <laughs> okay.
0: Um. But yeah, you you find that. Uh. So.
1: What do I want you to fucking roll? Athletics. Tasty. Oh, I mean, like, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, how do I present myself as delicious bait? Yeah. Charm.
0: Uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking over
2: uh. the skill list right now. Give me a
0: minute.
2: I mean, natural science, if anybody's
0: got it. Yeah. Yeah, natural science could work. Make yourself some bait or Life Science, rather. That one. I've got two points in
3: Life Science. I've got two yellow and one green.
0: Yeah, go ahead and roll uh, Life Science Difficulty 2 to see how to make Kunk tasty.
3: (laughs) Cover Kunk in Viscera. (laughs) Coat me in maple syrup. I got a success in one uh, advantage.
0: Alright, with that one advantage... uh i'll give i'll give you guys a, another boost uh to this role that you're about to make you watch it for, you saw it like hunting down like some sort of uh animal and so you know that it definitely likes this animal so you find uh the remnants of that animal and yeah you just cover kunk in viscera of hunted animal
3: This is a very stupid plan, but Kunk, please don't die doing this. Kunk, fast. Kunk, be very fast.
0: Okay, so with that success, I will say that eventually you do get the attention of this beast. Uh, I do need you to roll athletics now. Uh, Difficulty four. Oof. And you know what? I'm gonna spend a story point and I'm gonna give you guys a story point back. Uh, make that three purple and a red.
1: Gross. Okay, so three P, one R, and then.
2: We can spend a story point on this on our side too, just so we know.
3: Yeah. I don't. I think that is actually explicitly against the rules to do the tug of war thing with story points. That's it. Okay. I, I know I'm shooting us in the foot here but you do also
0: have have a a bunch of boosts.
1: Did you spend it on the boosts that you could use? Uh, I didn't spend any of them. I was just kind of leaving them up in the air Ah. until such time as we needed them. Fair enough. No, it explicitly uh, says that the tug of war is allowed. I must have misremembered. For example, if the GM spends a story point to upgrade an enemy's ability die into a proficiency die for an attack against a PC, that PC's player has the opportunity to then use a story point either to upgrade one of the pool's difficulty into a threat, or however that's called, or perhaps to trigger one of the PC's talents. So yeah, you can, uh, it explicitly does allow for that.
0: Absolutely do the tug of war. So if you want to go ahead and Try and and spend another story point to up your chances. Yep.
1: Okay, so I am rolling three yellow now, in Mm -hmm. addition to the two blue.
0: There is a
2: restriction on the tug of war, which is that only one story point can be invested by either side per roll.
1: Yeah, I knew that part. Oh, okay. All right, let's see how this goes. Yo! Woo! Five successes and an advantage.
2: Kunk has discovered what it was born to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it turns out, Kunk indeed fast. <laughs> Kunk fast
3: indeed. It's a fucking sonic
1: boom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you Kunk runs past and then a full minute later, you hear, you hear this thing thudding along trying to chase it.
1: No, no, no. See... I, I don't want to lose the thing. I'm specifically trying to, like, keep it engaged on me. So I just. I, I stay perfectly outside of its range, but inside of its interest.
0: You do the fucking, uh, ocelot thing where you just run backwards at some
1: point and just, like, spread your legs, like,
0: haha, I meant to turn around again. <laughs>
1: uh, and so just, like. Come good at kite. I break the cover perimeter of the slaver camp, and then like six feet behind me, this huge lumbering panther dragon just bursts out behind me, pissed off that its latest meal is so goddamn good it's staying just out of arm's reach.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to roll initiative for this thing later because I'm definitely going to have to find something to uh, to add to this as part of this combat. But I need everyone to roll initiative. Um, We've also figured out initiative works differently than we thought we did. Basically, everybody rolls initiative, but it only goes to it's only listed as PC uh, slot and NPC slot. And basically, people fill in those slots as it makes sense to uh,
1: fill them in. At the start of every round, we choose which PC acts on which PC slot, and the DM decides the same for the NPCs.
0: Okay, so the slavers are all rolling Vigilance. Uh, The players can all roll Cool.
3: That kind of sucks for me because I'm way better at Vigilance than Cool, but okay. (laughs) Same.
0: But you guys are prepared. That's specifically how it works.
1: Yeah. Can I have, like, some fucking modifiers?
0: I don't think so. I think it's specific, but, like, it, it, <laughs>
3: it
1: has to be. Wow. Okay. I mean, you uh, can just give me successes.
0: That's right. I did give you, um, I did give you a blue dice that, uh, earlier that I don't think you spent, so. No, I did. I uh, no, because of the, uh, no, never mind. Yep, yep, okay. Uh, so.
1: No, I, th- I just spent advantages to get my two blue die. If you just had a blue die up in the air somewhere, that's different. I think I did. So
0: you can go ahead and uh, and roll that and add that to yours.
1: I'm just saying, you could just, like, give me successes. Because <laughs> I'm rolling fucking one green on this. The <laughs> coolest shit. Which I is mean, so weird. I feel like with five
3: successes you should get something out of it
0: yeah 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 no actually with five successes go ahead and roll like I won't give you successes but go ahead and roll another um, I'll give you a choice you can either roll two green or you can roll a yellow
1: uh, I feel like since uh, nah, better odds on one yellow Yo. oh, you fucking knocked it out of the park <laughs> that's three successes for me
0: And I think that's where we're gonna call it. I know I like to call it when uh, when rolling initiative, but it's a good yeah, spot That's another to... thing that
3: you crib from Dimension 20.
0: True, but also at the same time, I do have to stat up a monster that did not exist until this very moment. <laughs> so, yeah. it also gives you guys a chance to spend this uh, 25 experience points that I'm giving you.
1: Oh boy. Nice. Nice, nice, nice.
0: There's just a whole list of fantasy monsters that I can use at the back of the book here.
3: I bet you somebody has stabbed a Nargacuga in Genesis. I
1: I
0: bet they have, but it's also probably, like, way stronger than I want it to be, so...
1: Okay, so... I... Do all of the knowledge skills key off of INT? Yes. I'm going to spend 10 of my experience to take one rank in knowledge, physical sciences. I am a terrible student, but I was paying attention to some of it, at least. Hooray. At least least the stuff that could be used for fightin'. Hey, the bit about leverage was really interesting. (laughs) Uh, now I've got 15 left over.
2: Well, so I'm rejiggering my tech powers.
3: Can. Can That's true. I'd probably make myself better I... at fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at medicine.
1: I can up one of my rank two skills to rank three. Which I think just means I'm giving myself one more point in shotgun. I think since we're about to jump into a big fight, I'm going to give myself one more rank in shotgun. So uh, I will say this, I know
0: immediately which monster I am basing this thing off of. It's called a Razor Wing. It's just in the uh, it's just in the Genesis core book. Uh they say they're vaguely humanoid bat like creatures, but I'm gonna just say that this thing's it's just gonna be decided for this thing. It is a rival, which is like the second tier. Uh and it rolled It definitely rolled, um cool for uh for combat because it's uh because it was prepared to go in there but also it will be attacking basically everything whoever it perceives as the biggest threat it will be attacking and this includes my own npcs
3: well there are a lot of the npcs and they're probably stupid enough to immediately shoot at the
0: giant monster oh oh god yes until they realize like there's a potentially bigger threat here they're going to be like let's shoot the big thing that just crashed into our uh, base ignore the weird Vorture just covered in guts (laughs) one person is like
1: hey it's weird that that vortra was covered in guts right (laughs) (laughs) hey speaking of that vortra that was covered in guts Colin I'd I'd like to ask you for something here Mm mhm Um, since I knew that I would be running into combat, like, actively, could I roll Biotic Empowerment now and say that I turned it on before I started pulling the monster? Sure, I'll give you that.
0: Uh, I believe rolling Biotics causes two strain damage.
1: After the check is resolved, yes. Okay. So, I'm rolling Biotic Empowerment. That is an average biotics check. And I'm going to add the Speed Modifier and my Biotic Amp uh, gets rid of the added difficulty from it. So I'm just gonna roll 2p. Okay, a success and a threat.
0: Uh, I think the threat just means that you can you have to spend
1: another stress Uh, there's a table for it actually in the singularity handout one threat there are three options the effort exhausts the character and they suffer two strain or one wound controlling players choice the character adds a black die to any further attempts to cast biotic powers until the end of their next turn or the character's concentration is broken, suspending any maintained powers. Couldn't be that third so one because I have no other maintained
0: powers. Uh, I'll I'll go with the uh the black option the black dice option one. Okay, so so we'll have to put down a note somewhere.
1: Yeah, if I try to use biotics basically on my first turn, yeah. I'm at a disadvantage to do it. And then I need to tick up two strain. Two. And so long as I maintain concentration on this, I add one green to all athletics, coordination, melee, or brawl checks. And I get an extra move maneuver during my turn without spending any strain.
0: Ah, there we go. So you can do a maneuver and then an extra move
1: yeah, I can, you can still only do two maneuvers a turn, but basically, this lets me move and maintain concentration while, yes. or without uh, sacrificing my attack. Right. Which is good. Or taking a bunch of extra strain. Okay, so I'm ready for next time. I know what my first move is going to be, and that's literally going to be pull the grenades off my belt and throw them at uh, groups, because even though they are EMP grenades, they still fucking hurt fleshies. Maybe it'll shut out their weapons or something. Uh, it can do that if I get advantages. The the, uh, EMP grenades have the quality sunder. Yeah. And if I activate that, it causes damage to equipment in addition to people.
2: Plus anybody who's expecting combat is in powered armor.
1: Yeah. Oh, it also has disruptive too, which uh, also <laughs> fucks up. She- disruptive. A uh, we- weapon with disruptive quality is effective at rattling an enemy's shields and personal defenses. When it is triggered, one target hit by the attack is disrupted for a number of rounds equal to the disruptive rating. Disrupted target has its melee and range defense ratings reduced by one.
3: <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I'm not going to math this out just yet, but I'm probably going to raise combat mastery a little bit, just so I can get concussive shot. Because after reading the description of concussive shot, it actually seems really fucking good. Because instead of having to like hit the enemy, I just have to hit an average range combat check to deal stun damage equal to the character's agility plus one damage per uncancelled success, which, uh, seems good. Yeah. Seems P good, yeah. Captain.
0: P good? Seems P good, Captain. Alright, well, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope my players enjoyed it. And everyone have a good night.
3: I did a whole lot of talking. I didn't. <laughs> Next episode, it's the Kunkka Show. Kunkka, Kunkka <laughs> Show. Kunkka <laughs> is a guy from Dota 2. Conca clock.
1: <laughs> Good night. Good night. I got nothing.